Aging and Disease Prevention Radio is right here on Radio MD. Here's author, blogger, lecturer, and national medical media personality, Dr. Michael Smith, MD, with Healthy Talk. So is giving antibiotics to infants safe? Or for that matter, babies, toddlers? I mean, granted, there's times when antibiotics are absolutely necessary, right? Bacterial meningitis, for instance, or uh, pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia. You know what? I mean, there are times when antibiotics are, are absolutely necessary, but we also know that we're overusing them. And not just in us, by the way, also in livestock, where eventually we get our, you know, chicken and our beef and stuff like that. So we are definitely overusing them. So, so what about when your child, your infant, or your baby, or toddler simply just has the sniffles, some sinus stuff going on, weird stuff draining out of the nose? Does that automatically mean we need to be using antibiotics? Well, some new research is showing that infant antibiotic use, and, and I think we can extrapolate this to babies and toddlers, but this study was focusing on infants. So I'm going to stick with that, uh, that target population Infant antibiotic use is linked to diseases later in life, adult diseases. Now, this uh, I'm pulling this report from a, um, a, a publication called Vertical News Science, and they are summarizing some research that was published in the journal Cell Host and Microbe from the University of Minnesota. And what they found was a three-way link among antibiotic use in infants, changes in the gut bacteria, and diseases later in life. And the change in gut bacteria, the, the term for that is called dysbiosis, dysbiosis. And I, I might refer to that throughout this segment, but dysbiosis is simply where you have an imbalance in, in, the, in the gut flora. That's just another way for saying gut bacteria, even some healthy yeast species. And, and that dysbiosis has been linked already, for instance, in adults to diseases, infections and allergies and uh, autoimmune disorders, obesity. Um, and so now the question becomes if we, start, if we start to change the normal gut flora, that balance, really early in life, like in infants, is that dysbiosis we're creating there going to cause some of these same diseases or does it increase the risk? for some of these adult diseases later in life? And the answer to that is yes. Now, so the purpose of this study, so it, it, was, uh, it was the methodology and the execution of the study was, was put together by a graduate student. I don't have his or her name here, but again, the University of Minnesota in the Biomedical Informatics and Computational Biology program. Wow. So things are getting really fancy in college. <laughs> when I was going through, we had biology and microbiology. <laughs> um, so what they what this student did, of course, with the help of other researchers, I'm sure they uh, they developed a a predictive model. And, and, and the reason I they have to say it that way is you can't really study infants like this. So you have to look at um, the information that's already out there. You got to put it together in a mathematical formula that then can predict what would happen if you have dysbiosis in an infant. So they developed that model. They, they developed the math involved, um, which definitely has a lot of clinical application, I think, in the future. Uh, but they developed a predictive model uh, that could measure 
you know, how the normal gut flora develops and what antibiotics would do to that. And, and eventually, does that cause disease later in life? So it's a really interesting uh, study that they put together. Now, if you look at the hypothesis, they, they start off by reminding us that antibiotics are by far the most common prescription drugs given to children, right? And they account for about one-fourth of all medications prescribed to kids, with a third of these prescriptions considered unnecessary. And that is a, a common statistic even put out by our own government that about a third of antibiotic prescriptions are not necessary. And what I mean by that is you have a viral infection that's causing some sniffles and cough and cold, uh, but the doctor wants to do something. You know, doctors don't, especially pediatricians, they don't like to tell parents well, just go, you know, wait it out. Uh, lots of fluids, rest. I mean, that's really hard for parents. I mean, parents want something to be done. I think we're all kind of responsible here. So the parent wants something done. So the doctor, knowing that this is probably a viral infection, still writes the prescription for an antibiotic. So we're overusing these drugs. And, and, and studies have shown over and over again profound short and long-term effects of using antibiotics when they're unnecessary and, and causing dysbiosis. Um, and, and the question becomes, though, in this study, in this predictive model, though, that the, that the researchers and this graduate student from the University of Minnesota was looking at was really, can we prove that using the antibiotics, especially when it's unnecessary, right, causes, truly causes dysbiosis in the infant, and then that down the line increases the risk for adult disease. That's what they were studying. So they developed this framework, this mathematical map of how antibiotics may be acting in the gut to cause disease later in life. Uh, they took current knowledge linking antibiotics, dysbiosis, and disease from, from thousands of research papers and proposed a framework for studying these types of questions like if I give too many antibiotics is that really going to cause dysbiosis and that, is that going to increase the risk of say allergies in this in this infant later in life so they put all this information together in this new kind of framework this mathematical framework and they um, they they discovered as they were doing this that there are four things or parts uh, to dysbiosis that can happen when an infant is giving antibiotics. And if you have one, just one of these changes, that does increase the risk for disease later in life. So four changes can happen to the normal gut flora when you give an antibiotic to an infant. And here's what they discovered. Number one, the loss of what is called keystone taxia. That's, these, are, these are really keystone species in your gut are really, really, really important. And you don't even need a lot of them. They're just powerful, healthy bacteria and yeast species that protect you. So, when you, so you can lose that in children, in infants. You can lose the diversity of the normal gut flora. Uh, you can have shifts in metabolic capacity because, you know, the, the, the gut flora is important to how we metabolize vitamins and minerals. And then you can also have what they call blooms of pathogens. Basically, disease can set in in the gut. And it, what, they, what they discovered by analyzing this in this mathematical framework, if you can show that at least one of those four things have occurred, you can then predict infant dysbiosis and the increased risk of adult diseases. The two main diseases that stood out, and I found this interesting. So if you give uh, antibiotics to an infant 
and they have one of those four changes, or maybe all four or three out of four, whatever. So you see the loss of the keystone species, diversity is down, pathogens are, I mean, any of those things happen, you can predict adult diseases, specifically allergies and obesity. Interesting, huh? Allergies and obesity, uh, and obesity were the, the main links to dysbiosis in infants. Is it, It's interesting that we're having an obesity epidemic in this country, in adolescents, young adults, and that correlates well with the overuse of antibiotics in those children. So it's, it's an inter- interesting connection. My take-home message to you is if, you're, if your infant has to have antibiotics, do things like continue to breastfeed. Very important. Um, there are infant probiotics you can use. Um, you want to make sure they get the species by phytobacteria and lactobacillus acidophilus. Those are the two most important species probably to a, a growing and developing child. You can even do something called kefir for infants, but you got to make sure kefir is a milk product that has a lot of natural probiotics. That can be used in it, but they, you gotta, it's not really infants. That has to be babies, you know, about year, year one. They have to be drinking milk already, normal, like cow milk, for them to do kefir. So there's things you can do if they really do need those antibiotics, and I strongly suggest you do that. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <music> 